0: VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
1: And boy, do we have a star of PR on the phone with us this morning. Jackie Lapid is a person that I've worked with in the public relations industry for quite some time, and then I went over and visited with her, and I saw that she had real hidden gems all over her household. Jackie, welcome with us today. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Hi. Hi, It's fun being on radio, isn't it? You bet. (laughs) It's definitely fun being on radio. So, Jackie, I was so... You saw my face when I saw all of your spheres that I was very impressed. Well, you know, that's exactly the response that we get from
2: most people. People have no idea how beautiful rocks can be. I mean, aside from the fact that people don't know that I have this, this second life, actually. But just the spheres themselves are just so overpoweringly beautiful that it gets a real response
1: out of folks. And you have a wonderful website called Spheres to You. Uh-huh. Did I get that right? Yes. Did I remember a, it's it right? Play on word to hears to you. S <laughs> P H E R E S T O Y O U dot com. Oh. And it's just amazing. And then you've discussed with me as well that you are the number one sanctioned appraiser in this business. Pretty much, I'm I'm the leading authority because
2: I have acquired for both my personal collection and my inventory more spheres of, of varieties of different kinds um, than anybody else in the in the business.
1: Well, there's yeah. certainly a lot of them, and well, they're from all over the
2: world. We, we're we're now in the process of trying to um, uh, you know really get our sales um, going at the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show and it was really interesting to try to t- uh, cart about 8,500 spheres and another 2,000 marbles to
1: uh to Tucson for the show. Okay, and the show is the show still going on or did it co- did it go? No, on? it's going on for another week and a half. Okay, and people are interested in your spheres.
2: Absolutely. Um you know, we got dealers coming from all over the world to buy um uh, to want to resell, but we've got a lot of just collectors, people who, you know, they've gotten this passion for spheres just like I did lots of years ago.
1: Just by collecting one or two? Well, I think it's kind of love at first sight.
2: Um, you know, when you're a mineral collector, sometimes you say, okay, I want to go out and collect minerals. And you go and you look for minerals. But a sphere collector has to, people don't know what a sphere is until it catches your eye. And once it's got your eye,
1: then you're hooked. Exactly, and I could see why because a lot of them caught my eye. But you still have some raw minerals too. Um, occasionally,
2: I get uh, raw mineral, and, and I have it cut into spheres. Um, I don't necessarily sell um, uh, you know specific minerals per se, like a, a mineral dealer. Um, I cut what's called I, I sell
1: what's called lapidary, which is cut stone. Right, and. Most of the spheres always have to go through the centrifuge project, the whole process of the centrifuge. Well,
2: actually, the way a sphere is cut is it's cut in, uh, a piece of rock is cut into a rhomboid shape, um, and then it is put between three concave canisters. The sphere making machine um, rubs off the rough edges while they drop wet granulated sand on it. And then the finer the sand, the finer the polish. Sort of
1: like stonewashed jeans. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they are they really are beautiful. It's a jewel it, to me it reminded me of an exquisite jewelry collection. Thank you. Well, you know, a lot
2: of the spheres are actually of um gemstone quality. Um we have such things as garnets and emeralds and aquamarines, uh rare stone called morganite, rhodochrosite, tourmaline, turquoise, peridot, um chalcedony, opal, um uh and uh and you know ruby uh, and sapphire. it's just amazing that um you know these what you see in the jewelry world um a lot of times can be found in larger pieces, not of jewelry, not necessarily of jewelry quality, but still make beautiful
1: uh, specimens. However, you held up some rocks for me, um, I think shouldn't call them rocks. they're more precious than rocks. <laughs> that's layman's terms. You held up some minerals for me. And you told me that this was a ruby, and it was very interesting because I didn't see any rough mineral. I just saw the outside. Right. So it wasn't cut open in any way. It was just a perfectly round, rounded specimen. And an interesting thing about a ruby is it has a certain
2: um, concentric circle chatoyancy to it. It has a flash um, that. You know, people don't see until you see massive ruby like
1: that. Um, and but it, it was very interesting because it is a pinkish kind of exterior. mm mm-hmm. And that was, for me, who really doesn't know anything about gems and minerals, it was the red or the pinkish hue that made me believe it was a ruby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And emeralds, too, as well?
2: Oh, yeah. We have them um, uh, in Matrix. So they're in quartz or uh, there's a beautiful black uh, matrix that comes from Brazil. Um, but, you know, a lot of these things have really um, interesting um, um, eye-catching uh, optical properties. They they shimmer. They have cat's eye effects. Um, they might have six-pointed stars. Um, uh, they might have sort of a, a tiger-eye sh- uh, 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 look to them. Um, it's really kind of fun to see the ones that, you know, have more than, are more than just beautiful. They have something interesting that catches your eye.
1: No, it's absolutely true. And again, I was just so taken back. And of course, I had the pleasure of watching all the action of the boxes being packed and taken <laughs> to the Tucson show. Yes, <laughs> a lot of activity around you, girl. You know, that is true. Well, we have customers
2: that come from that that are in contact with us via our website. From all over the world, so you know we're always looking for something exciting and new. Our biggest customer is actually in Italy, um, and but you know it's it's really fun for when people find us because we're really a one of a kind. If you're a sphere collector, you're going to find your way to us.
1: No, it's obvious, and the website's absolutely beautiful. Spheres to you, and it's very it describes in detail what spheres to you is all about and there are guest books and there are commercial sites and there are all kinds of sites you did a beautiful job with this Jackie. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. We I know you to have been one of the best public relations professionals in the business. And I think I've known you for about 12 years, I would guess, not that I want to date ourselves or anything, <laughs> but that's a rough estimate. And I felt, you know, I think that we have more of a connection now than we ever had when we were working together professionally. Um, I think we got to know each other a little personally now, and I'm very happy about that. But my question is, is when you present yourself as a public relations professional and you're so professional in not telling people or clients that you are a mineral collector, and is that intentional? I don't think so.
2: Um, I think, you know, if I get a sense that they might have sort of a metaphysical leaning, I might mention it. But most of the time, most people are really interested in the, in the client work you're doing for them. But what, when people figure it out is when I will disappear for a week or two to go to a buying show. Um, and I've been to buying shows, of course, at Tucson um, and Denver um, to a, some, a wonderful place called saint marie France, which is this wonderful outdoor swap meet of minerals uh, where you hear all of the polyglot of, of languages and um, in the middle of a town square, incidentally, and then um, Munich, which is the uh, the world's largest uh, uh, European show. And so if I would take off for a show, people would kind of want to know where I'd be going for this, and that's when they'd usually find out that yeah, I had this other no, life. That's
1: totally true. they probably ask you if you're taking vacation and going to a Club Med or beaches or um, sandals or something like that. Right. Um, and then I tell them that I'm bringing back 500 spheres uh, from a mineral show, and they, they get a little uh, amused. Well, it's interesting because of your spiritual. Now, because of your spiritual energy, um, I found it much easier to um, find the credibility in the fact that you were in minerals than I would have before. Well, you know, it's really funny. I think that these help lead me in that direction. It, it's I, and it makes perfect sense. It's from the earth. It's natural. It's archaeological. It's collectible. It's you know all of the elements that would make a foundation for a spiritual for a spiritual leaning is what is this collection? I don't know if public relations necessarily reinforces that, <laughs> but I definitely think that the mineral collection reinforces it in a very strong way.
2: Well, you know, I think anytime you're surrounded by this kind of energy and that's really you know all all living and mass things give off energy, um, and the, the, the energy of the earth is a very uplifting feeling, um, and it has certainly given us a, a wonderful environment in which to work. Um, I have one entire room, um, a showroom, uh, that is filled with spheres, and the young fellow who worked for me back there, Jeff, um, sometimes he just
1: gets buzzed by all the energy. It's Um, a a wonderful buzz, isn't it? Because it's a natural energy, and you can't ask for anything better than that. It's sort of like going into the Dead Sea when things are safe around there, isn't it? You bet. I mean, I got the gist of it. It's the energy. People go into the Dead Sea to cure themselves of horrible ailments, and records have shown that they've come out of the Dead Sea feeling 100% cured or 90% cured. And listen, salt is a mineral, isn't it? You bet absolutely, and you know we have healers who come here specifically looking for a
2: mineral that they want to achieve something uh, healing or 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 uh, connecting them to the universe in a better way i mean there's there's any number of reasons a healer will come here, but they'll sit here and they'll actually put you know, a sphere in their hands and, what, and and check two or three or four so they can actually feel it, what energy feels best to them.
1: Uh, it's very true. Well, listen, stay with me. We're going to take a commercial break. You'll come back for one more segment. I hope you're having fun. Stay with Jackie Lappin and myself. Here's to you.
2: Listen wherever, whenever. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions, visit us online at www.Rack and Entertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L Entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all, wwwr Muscular Development presents Noble Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. Noble Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern show would sound like, if Howard was a bodybuilding fan then tune in and find out noble radio uncensored uncompromised unrestrained mom dad how long should i wait for you mom if i'm at soccer practice what if something happens will you
2: come get me
3: there's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack
0: mom
2: if you're not home should we go to the neighbor's house and some extremely good reasons why you should can you tell me Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472-5788 Now back to the show Here's Cindy Rakowitz
1: We're back, good morning And we're with Jackie Labin, The public relations queen Of practicing public relations And a hidden gem Because she does have a whole business Based on mineral sales And collectibles And advising And the website is Spears to you Now Jackie, I'm on the website right now and I'm curious about how you would approach pricing each of these gems. It's, I have a basic question, and this is very, very elementary, of course. There are some spheres that naturally show some of the inside of themselves um, after they have gone through the finishing process, and there are some that don't, and they just come out in a perfect marble-like Sort of circular ball.
2: What I think you're talking about is geodes, um, which you see the crystallization in what they call a vug or opening pocket. Yes. As opposed to just a simple round sphere. Um, different minerals lend themselves to, um, to different uh, polishing uh, types. But in a in a in a geode, you really want to see the crystallization inside because it's so beautiful. It's amethyst or it's rose quartz or um, it's uh, uh, what they call druzy, which is little tiny tiny crystals that sparkle. Um, and that's that's a, you know a, a, a different kind of of sphere, but it's also in the sphere family. The pricing really has to do with what I had to pay for it, um, and uh, you know everything is priced by virtue of a lot of factors that involved what's its its market value, but it also involves things like what the miner had to do to get it out of the ground. We have something called flowering tube onyx that the miner actually had to go on foot climbing mountains um, and then haul it out on a donkey. Wow. And this is in Utah. This isn't in in a third world country. I was going
1: to say, is that in in Nepal?
2: (laughs) No, No, it's in Utah. Okay. that, That has to go around Patagonia. With um, with a mule and pick up uh, pick up uh, something called crater agate and condor agate, which is just beautiful stuff. But sure. yeah, I, you know, so a price is going to reflect a lot of things. It's also going to reflect its rarity. Um, in many cases, we have spheres that you can no longer get the material because it's been totally mined out, and we have some of the last of it. So obviously, those things impact price.
1: And how I don't want to get ultra political here, but in terms of the urbanization of the rainforests and other natural habitats. The, I would imagine that might take away some theory grounds.
2: Yes, it, you know, in some cases it does. Most of the time, it's not an issue. But for example, um, you know, things. I know some beautiful minerals who are now on national park pop- property in uh, in Spain, and it's hard, You know, you have to work from materials that were pulled out of the ground before it became a national park. So you have to respect, you know, the fact that some of these minerals may still be in the ground, but it's not appropriate to bring them out.
1: Exactly right. I would Im- Anything that's natural from our earth today, I would imagine, faces some kind of challenge.
2: Most of the time, these kinds of things come from smaller mines, little pocket mines, where there's a local miner who's gone in and um, and mined it out, and then he turns around and sells it
1: to more sophisticated dealers who bring it to the United States. And when you take, when you take the spears out of the ground before it's finished and polished, what does it look like?
2: Oh, um, everything is different. But, for example, certain minerals have beautiful patterns, uh, things like uh, poppy jaspers, um, ocean jasper from Madagascar. And you spray a little water on them, and uh, even though it may be rough and rock, once the water sprays on it, you can see what it's going to look like when it's polished.
1: Wow. That's really, it, it's really, a, it's a hidden gem. The whole thing is a hidden gem.
2: Well, one of the things I think is fun is all the oddball and unusual things that you can sphere. People just don't have any clues, such as um, dinosaur bone. Oh, here's one of my favorites. Dinosaur
1: dung. Uh, it's called coprolite. But um, if people have some kind of archaeological interest they would understand how precious these things are
2: oh yeah absolutely for
1: those of us that were fascinated with the museum of natural history as a kid and made our parents take us there over and over and over again we understand that you know these things are precious collectibles and um... i would imagine that they are quite beautiful i did see some of that in your collection and i just was mesmerized by it you have to think of the age and how for millions and millions and millions, like what six hundred and fifty million years? Yeah, um, it has survived in that kind of form. And there's you want to talk about history and energy? It's all in a rock.
2: Well, you know, it's it's really amazing what you think you know gets petrified over the years. You know, we've got petrified shipworm and cl- petrified clam shells and, uh, and all these little squiggly. Um, uh, creatures that no longer exist, but they're permanently embedded in a little bit of rock that uh, these things left their impressions in beautiful um, shapes and formats and uh, patterns. It's just really neat. And then there's, of course, all the wonderful uh, petrified woods. Again, exactly. Probably, and probably you... the one that everybody knows is
1: the Arizona rainbow wood. Does everybody really know that, Jackie?
2: Well, you know, <laughs> if, if they say petrified wood, they think of... They might think of Arizona and the Petrified Forest.
1: Well, well, right. Of course, of <laughs> course. I'm top, kind of just um, playing um, with you. You know,
2: that region prior to the, you know, around the park. And they're in literally rainbow colors, reds, yellows, uh, oranges, um, uh, touches of greens. They're really amazing.
1: Well, again, it makes total sense now that I've learned about your spiritual side, a wonderful spiritual side, and the fact that you know this is so much a part of it and i and I just felt I felt the magic question about energy in rocks when you had me put some rocks in my hand and you said, "Do you feel the energy? which rock do you feel the energy in?" and I picked the correct rock um, so definitely the one in my right hand. How does that work? Why do some rocks exert a certain kind of energy or a healing power while others are dormant
2: um Rocks are sort of like people, um, and they come in all different um, different powers, different um, different. Um, oh, this is of course first question you stumped me on.
1: I didn't mean to stump you,
2: <laughs> but I, you know, it's they, like they each have their own qualities. It's guess, like plants.
1: What I would imagine say. some and, plants are um, healing plants, and some plants aren't.
2: But even within a particular rock, some will exert more power than others. Now, why that is, I cannot actually tell you, Um, but I do know that people can, you know, feel one rose quartz and another rose quartz and say this one has more energy than that one does.
1: No, it's very interesting. It could be from where they were found. You know, it could be, you know, I would imagine that some of these rocks come from places of more extreme heat than others.
2: Well, you know, and some people also say that those rocks that come from certain areas that are known to be metaphysically um, uh, higher in energy, like Sedona and kinds of things like that, um, that, that that's part of where they get their power. The, the, some of those things from certain areas um, of the earth have already been invested with more energy.
1: Right. Oh, and again, that's like I brought up the Dead Sea before just to be geographically simple. Mm-hmm. But we also know that there are places in India, Nepal, for you know, and Nepal, mm-hmm. that definitely have, you know, a spiritual reputation, right? Right. right. So, um, but they're absolutely beautiful. I encourage every listener um, to go into Spears2You.com, wwwspears 2 and go in and take a look at some of these spheres because there's, they're absolutely gorgeous. The website presents a showcase of new spheres from around the globe. And that's the page that really shares for the beginner um, an introduction of every kind of, well, at least a sampling of, it's certainly not every kind of, it's a sampling of the types of collectibles that fall into the sphere collection and I think that a lot of people will find that they're as stunning and as beautiful as I did. And the the fact that's really fascinating is the fact that they're from all around the world. Um, you know, Brazil, Russia, Peru, um Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And you just wouldn't think, well, you know, people just don't give much thought on a day-to-day basis of what kind of rocks might be in a certain geographic location, and you've really become a specialist in all of that, and I'm just amazed. It just, opens, it just opens up your character in so many different ways, and I'm going to talk about the fact that I know that you have a book coming out about spirituality, but we're not going to go into too much detail because I promised you when the book came out I would put you on the show again.
2: Well, it's a book about how everybody can participate in the transformation of the earth themselves with a few little tools they learn to uh, consciously create a better life for themselves and at the same time consciously create a better world that we all want to live in.
1: And what could be more relevant today than that? Because most people who listen to my show definitely know that we have to work on some stuff in this world.
2: Well, I think this is a primer for that. Um, like other spheres, I try to make it simple and easy for people to grasp and um practical for them to implement in their lives.
1: No, I, I think that it's a wonderful idea. I'm so honored that you've invited me to support you in this endeavor. I am so excited to do so. Um it really changed the way that I think about life a lot and I want to thank you for that. Well, and we're delighted to have you as part of our team. It was a it, it was a beautiful meeting, wasn't it? It yes. just uh It just was a reinforcement that people meet for reasons and sometimes they don't know why they really meet.
2: Well, I think that that's the blessing in life. Um, And one of the things that the book says is you attract into your life what you desire. And I am fortunate to have attracted you back into my life.
1: And I feel the same way about you. It was just, again, it was your name came up from the universe. It happened to have been... Um, through Anthony Raisin's mouth, but it came from the universe. You were meant to come in at that time, and I was meant to come in at that time, and I think that we're both very blessed. I think it's wonderful. And I'm looking forward to seeing you later today after you get your computer fixed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just to show everybody that Jackie Lappin, collector of these gems and minerals, actually does have down to earth problems like everybody else. And the rocks doesn't the rocks don't necessarily help you with computer issues, but maybe in the next millennium. Listen, I have to leave now and please stay tuned for our educated redneck correspondent from Kentuckiana. Thank you, Jackie. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks.
3: Unlimited talk at your fingertips.
4: VoiceAmerica.com
0: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises grand openings book releases speaking engagements television movies radio rack and roll productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people in fact you've probably seen and heard our work on the e-channel mtv the howard stern show or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines now it's time for us to assist you turn saleability into profitability with the help of rack and roll productions visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment that's r-a-k-n-r-o-l-l entertainment com or call 1-818-597-0700 Movie charity events TV specials radio rock and roll productions we do it all www.raknrollentertainment.com
3: The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results, and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly Fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind the scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions Power, Achievement, Relationships.
0: Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Cleos. Call in now at 1 866 472 5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R.
1: We're back with a very special guest, a regular. A that the listeners really love to listen to. And her name is Shelley W. and she is my educated redneck correspondent from the Kentucky Anna area, live from Louisville. Welcome, Shelley W. Good morning, Cindy. You have your boardroom all to yourself?
4: Not exactly. Didn't my work out that way huh? at home. We got snow
1: and school
4: was called off and
1: and God and and God knows if there's anything that might prevent you from getting in the car and going on the roads. It's not a, it's not necessarily <laughs> I, I. is it? No, I can handle it. It's <laughs> I. It's like, well, I guess I'm gonna stay here at home today and have myself some coffee. But now I know how to do the internet, so I could be connected to the world if only I had that computer. Oh, I do, I do like working on that computer. I could tell you're a natural. I got my first email from Shelly W yesterday ever. Okay. It was the first one I ever sent, and I oh my god! And it's definitely something that I'm going to keep, okay? And I'm like, oh, she's being so articulate and purposeful in this email because this is something that she knows is going to be a part of the future. And I'm like, she took it so seriously. It's like we should have a ceremony for Shelly W's first email
4: ever. Oh. Well, it was fun. I even uh, looked for a new car yesterday on the internet, rather than have to get out in this cold weather. Okay,
1: so you learned how to use the internet for the first time yesterday and you're already well, I've been working for a car. up to it. Huh? <laughs> I've been working up to it. Oh, you've been working up to it, but you never did email before? No, not really. And so oh listen it's a whole new world for you now. I mean you have to get on you have to totally register a Shelly W says blog.
4: Oh no. <laughs> Be like Dwight on the office. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, we know that you have a crush on him. Yeah, sorry Jody. But we <laughs> He's my my favorite. Um well, we could tell why. You well, know, he's a little off the wall. Yes. Yeah. Um, we all fell in love with him and got to know him on Six Feet Under, and he might have been on some other, you know, weird character, actor kind of stuff before Six Feet Under. And um, I saw him walking in the street once. It was very, very weird, Shelley. It was one of those things that happened in Los Angeles. I was driving in my car, and I was looking for a restaurant in this new a mall called The Grove okay uh-huh. and it was a new mall probably about three four years ago okay uh-huh. who would be calling me hold on a second I'm going to humiliate my partner this is Cindy you're on the air don't hang up Diane I'm on my radio show you're on the air <laughs> oh that's lovely um, well actually Shelly she's on my cell phone so she won't be interrupting us on the air Well, Diane, because I have a radio show right now, um, Diane Blackman, by the way, is my partner in New York, and she's a very important part of my life, as you can imagine, Shelley W. Diane, she says, I apparently called at the wrong time. Well, Diane, you know what? Cindy Rakowitz does have a national radio show from 7 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every Thursday morning, and although you might not be listening, the world is. So I will definitely call you after the radio show And we thank Diane Blackman for her cameo appearance Diane is one of the best public relations people in the universe And she does run a fabulous firm that represents Fortune 500 companies in out of New York City Shelly, are you impressed? Good plug <laughs> Shelly, my... Oh, she just hung up Ah, <laughs> well, that'll teach her to interrupt me during my show. Anyway, moving right along, Shelley W. Um, let's talk about some things that are relevant to America today, and I'm going to ask you a question. What, what big thing, what big thing does Beyonce Knowles and Hillary Clinton have in common? Um, gee, Cindy, I would have to say their butts. I mean, what else would it be? Really, it's not their hair. <laughs> Hillary doesn't have big hair. But can Hillary do the booty shake? <laughs> if Hillary, we want Hillary to do the booty shake, I mean, that is for sure. Because the truth is, you and I discussed that we can see Hillary getting into office and we support her, right? I would, you know. And I think it's so great that you, from the Midwest, okay, so are you actually represented your people? My and peeps. Your peeps, and you actually said that you think your, your metropolitan area, at least from a woman's point of view, you think that you are ready to accept a female president. Sure,
4: and I think what would be uh, even better would uh, be a president and co-president, kind of an Oprah-Hillary tag team.
1: I I agree with that. I just don't know. Here's my concern about Oprah. First of all, I really think in the presidential office, I like the woman being in charge, but you still need that male energy, which Oprah might have. Well, actually. there's plenty of male energy in Congress. Well, yeah, but there's they they finally let some 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 ladies in there. Some, 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 and powerful ladies. Look, we have Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House. That's a very big deal. That was. It's a big deal. But um, I think if the country were realistically ready to accept a female president, I don't think that they'll have the bisexual thing going on. It would have to be a male-female thing.
4: Oh, I guess you're right. That would be just too much for the world to handle.
1: It would be. It really would be. And in terms of Oprah, you know, she, she has a great reputation... For doing wonderful things like you know opening up schools for you know girls in Africa, and she's done so many generous things throughout her broadcast career, and a lot of people love Oprah. And but right, she bring heart to the White House. But the, yes,
4: but let's be real, Shelley. She Hillary would have the experience of uh, the political powers at be, and Oprah. Well, she's from the common man.
1: She's from the common man but she doesn't have an ounce of public ex- of public service experience. This is a woman who has generated lots of good lots of good stuff for the world. Yeah, but she's also generated a lot of good money for herself. She is a self-promoter. Well, so's
4: Donald Trump and the only person bashing him seems to be Rosie O'Donnell. No, they let actually,
1: it actually, no, when they showed possible candidates, in, and I'm sure it was syndicated all over the U.S. of A., and I saw Oprah's face and I saw Donald Trump's face, I'm like, please, okay? These people have no, I mean, they have money experience, they have people experience, they have business experience, yes, they get four stars in each of those areas, but <laughs> come on, at least Arnold Schwarzenegger married into a political family. Well, what about Reagan? Well, he had done. At least he was a governor first.
4: Well, maybe Oprah should start small. I agree. You can't go from <laughs> start
1: being, with governor, and work her way up. Yeah, you can't just go in, you can't listen. If I'm going to auction off um, the the Oval Office seat on eBay, it would be a wonderful promotion. But <laughs> Dude, <laughs> who'd
4: want it after Monica Lewinsky?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, that you think she should run for president, or that she just got very close with the president?
4: Oh, I'm just thinking
1: about the oval, uh, the chair in the
4: Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> Try to auction that thing off. I don't know. Nobody I know would buy something that's been used like that.
1: <laughs> are you talking about a cigar? or Are you talking but about touching? <laughs> i <laughs> a little confused. <laughs> we'll stop right there. No, no, we won't go on with that. <laughs> Moving right along with political office, um, is there the other thing we talked about was Obama, and um, Obama is very, very popular here in the California part of the world. And he's he's Oprah's friend. Well. <laughs> you know what, if she puts him into office, it wouldn't be a bad thing. And then maybe she could be senator or governor, but she has to, listen, I'm sorry, you've got to work your way up when you're starting your career over again. You can't just go from, you know, if you're starting school again, you can't go from the first grade into high school. You've got to do some grades in between. And uh, your point would be? My point would be she needs to have some, you know, basic political public serious experience, before she could sit in the Oval Office. Well, she certainly is diplomatic. Well, we'll give her that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, But Obama, I want to just pay, um, you know, I want to give him my respect He's doing a terrific job. Of, but it guess, sounds
4: too much like Osama. I mean, Well, see, yeah.
1: that's a Middle America problem, yeah. The problem is, is that But I've lived in Kentucky, as you know, and that's where we met. Thank God. That's probably the only reason why I moved to Kentucky for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Just to meet you and Lisa, because I can't see any other reason why I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But those people there, like a lot of people are illiterate. I mean, not the people that I made friends with, but, you know, a lot of people in the street that I met in bars that tried to pick me up and stuff are literate. Just well, in the in bars and in the streets, yeah. They're
4: trying to pick I mean, you my, up, you know.
1: The neighbors of my—I mean, people don't know how to read there. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of rednecks, and that's fine. But that represented, you know, the majority of middle America. There's certainly of you know, there's certainly um, a, a minority, an elite minority, which you fall into, of course, my dear. That you know are very literate and you know very smart, but. You know, most of the people are hitting each other in the heads with horseshoes on Saturdays and Sundays. And I mean real horseshoes, the kind that come off of horses' (laughs) hoofs. Now, Cindy, I told you I was aiming for the
4: little post. You stepped in my way. You know what, but I've never (laughs) been the same. I think
1: I've been a little happier. (laughs) It's like, I saw stars, and you know what? It's like you rebirthed me, Shelly. <laughs> it's just never been the same since you hit me in the head with that horseshoe. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where are the plastic ones from Toys R Us? And they all said, ah, she must be from one of them places on the coast. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break real soon. This is going really fast. But I love Shelly W., and you know I'm just teasing you. And Shelly W. knows that I just use this Louisville stint for fodder. For Are you a uh, going to be coming back in town for the derby well we'll talk about that in the next segment because okay. the barbara thing got oh. very upset and yeah um, it's just we got to just talk to middle america and teach them that obama is different than osama that's my message <laughs> it's very important obama is different than osama okay we'll take a break and we'll be right back with Shelley w my educated redneck
0: Now you can listen to your favorite hosts on your cell phone by clicking the banner on our homepage, News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, the Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions, visit us online at www.Rack and Roll Entertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L Entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. We premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L Entertainment.com.
1: Free yourself from the
2: prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune into Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach, Steve Maraboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence with empowered living life the truth and being free with steve maripoli broadcasting every monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern on the voice america channel empowered living life the truth and being free release the power within VoiceAmerica.com.
0: get free advice from crisis communications guru cindy rakowitz now Call in toll-free at one 472 5788 Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
1: We're back with one of my favorite correspondents. Actually, she is my favorite correspondent, and that's Shelly W., the educated redneck from the Kentuckiana area. She lives in Indiana, and she works in the Ville. Did I get that right? Excellent
4: plug. I work uh, at a place called Summit Executive Suites. Very nice place. We lease office suites for uh, people that, you know, have small companies or just feel like they need a little extra space.
1: Okay, and how much how much would it cost on a monthly basis if a person needs extra space, let's say, for themselves and an assistant? Uh,
4: well, the space is depending on if you want an interior office or, you know, one with the window, what
1: have you. But because it's in Louisville, um, you know, it's probably a little less than if you're in Manhattan or Los Angeles or San Francisco. <laughs> I would hope. So I think that everybody should move to Louisville, call Shelly W. (laughs) We like our
4: space, too, out here in the country. I don't want to have all kinds of city folk moving out here.
1: See, you're so good for the company, you're already alienating customers. (laughs) I said before that Shelly W. is a wonderful receptionist to have at, at Summit Suites. Did I say it right? Yes, she did. She's yes, a wonderful she assistant I work with some fine people,
4: huh? my boss, Renee,
1: and our boss, Mike. Okay, well, you know, you're wonderful because not only are you being selective with who gets to lease out of Summit Suites, but when people call you on the switchboard, you probably tell them, no, we're not interested, before they even get to ask a question. Oh, I'm a yes girl. I'm <laughs> yes to everything.
4: The customer is always right. Because, oh, I thought you said that's not
1: necessarily the case. <laughs> well, i got to act like it is, though. <laughs> well, we're, we're really glad, and I'm sure Mike and Renee and everybody else, your boss, whatever, are all really, really happy. That you took some sick leave because you dropped
4: a couple of kids? I just dropped one. I got off work one day and had a baby, then called in sick for the next seven years. But it was (laughs) all good. (laughs) Well, thank God
1: that they wanted to have you back. What would they do without you?
4: I don't know. I hope they're making it okay today. Well,
1: I mean, but if people can't get around and look at office space because, God forbid, there should be a little bit of snow in the Kentuckiana area, they're not doing much today, are they?
4: Oh, there's always something interesting going on.
1: (laughs) Different people all the
4: time, stories. I'm saving all that up for my show.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we're going to we're gonna get you a show because, well, one day for sure anyway, I want to make you a regular correspondent. We'll have to, I mean, I just think that Shelley W. is the best thing that ever came to the Midwest. And the oh, people well, that I come in should definitely know it, and the husband should definitely know it, and her kids should definitely know it. And, um, you know, the world wouldn't be the same without Shelley W. And if you don't know that, you better wake up and smell the coffee, baby.
4: Well, I can't say enough about my husband. He is coming home early today so I can go to work.
1: Wait, uh, wait, I thought you weren't going out in the snow. There's three inches of snow. You can't go out. What are you talking about?
4: I don't <laughs> care about snow. It's ice and there's no ice and the road's been paved. <laughs> or not paved.
1: Well it <laughs> is dangerous. I saw know we the from salt New York. Actually while ago. With such with such atrocities, you know that. We manage to get around, but we do have a wonderful thing called mass transit—the New York subway system. So, those of us that live in, you know, uh, respectable areas and in the New York the, City, I City got area, chased through
4: a subway system when I rode MARTA in Atlanta. Oh, is it called MARTA? Uh, Metro something something transit. Yeah. You're so funny. I've been on the subway. System. Oh my gosh! All we did was ask some chicks for some change. <laughs> well, listen, it's a good way to make money. If it doesn't work out, it's Summit sweet. You can always do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about jumping
1: a turnstile! <laughs> well, you know, maybe in Atlanta you get away with it, but in New York they put handcuffs on you and they take you right to jail. Oh, for
4: asking for change to. Put in the little thingy. No, known for jumping the little thingy. I was being chased by a gang of girls.
1: <laughs> I mean, a gang of girls, yet yes, <laughs> they weren't even they weren't even municipal management. Oh, I hate get my hair pulled. Oh man, that's <laughs> scary. Well, anyway, going back to the Kentuckiana area, I you know I want to see you, and I want to see Lisa, and I want to see my my fun neighbors from my former building. Uh, now that they put Barbaro to sleep, I'm kind of hesitant. I know that it's its just the derby makes me think of horses. Oh, horses well, yes. Think, and I just don't, like you and I discussed, we ain't PETA or anything like that. But come on, you know, what'd you keep that horse alive for for so long?
4: Well, for his, you know, pricey sperm. Okay, but if
1: they saw that he couldn't um, provide that sperm after a long while... I mean, can you put the poor thing out of its misery a little earlier?
4: And you know, I think he was supported by this giant sling, so he wouldn't be on his leg. I mean, my goodness,
1: how comfortable would that be? And if he was in pain, yeah, make I mean, him suffer. It's... I'm very upset about this whole Barbaro thing. I felt the connection with him because my first Kentucky Derby. At my first Kentucky Derby, Barbara ran. okay? That's right. And it was a very historic moment for me because that's about the only thing that happened to me, you know, that was exciting in Louisville. (laughs) Well, that was good. Let's put it that way. And I got a goddamn (laughs) great hat. So let's talk about it. I did the Louisville thing the way I was supposed to do it, right? Yes, yes. If if all else fails, you know, my purpose perhaps... Was to be there for six months so I could get a great hat and be a part of the Kentucky Derby.
4: <laughs> That's what it's all about. And to have, you know, mint juleps, which I
1: hate. Uh, which I had way too many. <laughs> they t- I mean, it's like the j- juleps, it's like instead of beer, like at a baseball game, it's like juleps, juleps. You know, for eight bucks, you get this like messy, sloppy, sugary Ugh. thing where they inject some liquor into it and you know it's not mixed correctly. And then everybody gets done dead drunk well that's why we're, we rednecks
4: like uh, old Milwaukee
1: um, or <laughs> there's a new there's a beer that comes from the horse country thing and that's piss ale I think horse piss ale did you ever hear piss that ale? ale yeah. <laughs> I don't think I drink that well I'm glad to hear it it was given <laughs> to me as a present by my next door neighbor which is to- oh. who is totally responsible for our meeting well, in a
4: roundabout
1: way, yes. Oh, no, really. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know you because he, you know, he is, you know, he brought Nita to me and Lisa to me and you to me, so it wouldn't be happening if I wasn't in that building. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know, it's true. So what else? What else can we talk about in the next two minutes, Shelley W? We we talked about the Academy Awards.
4: Oh, I'm so burnt.
1: You know, Middle
4: America doesn't really care. Oh, really? Can Hollywood and, just give themselves another pat on the back
1: because there's too many award shows at this time? Oh, please! I mean, no, it is true. It gets a little old after a while. But we I, we talked about the fact that you know, Dream Girls. Um, Seems highly disappointed that they didn't get the Best Picture nomination, and you had. Well, what's the,
4: the last time a musical got a Best Picture nod? Well, well was, Moulin Rouge. How long ago was that?
1: Well, you know, when Nicole Kidman was in Moulin Rouge and the other gorgeous guy.
4: Well, and another thing, I hate it when reporters ask, "Who are you wearing?" It's not who are you wearing. It's what are you wearing. Well,
1: you know, in the Hollywood thing, it's really who are you wearing because it's all about the designer baby. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell
4: you about a designer. I went to a designer's house when I was in Miami. This house took up a whole block. I thought it was a museum with a conservatory. So we go up to this guy standing outside and we ask, you know, what is it and how can we get in? And he says, this is a private residence for a designer. And I looked at the cornerstone, and I looked at the guy and I said, well, who's Versace? We uh, never heard of Versace. <laughs> that was like two weeks before he got shot. Well, he knew who Versace was, didn't you? Well, they? yeah,
1: <laughs> but still, you know. Well, you know what, Versace from, you know. Well, we have to wrap up. It went very fast, but we're going to have our educated redneck from Summit Suites back on the show again very, very soon. Shelly W., welcome to the world of email. The world will not be the same. I guarantee everybody that. And Shelly W., don't you get, don't, you be careful in that snow, you hear? Oh, I will, I will. You have a Keanu kind of day. Oh, (laughs) yes, we will. Well, I'll definitely have a Keanu ruse kind of day. You take (laughs) care and thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.